you can't help people. You can't help your family. You can't deliver on your responsibilities. I don't feel without, um, taking care of, of yourself. Welcome to the business of parenting podcast. Tune in as we discuss the principles of successful parenting as a business professional. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me on another episode of BOP, the Business of Parenting podcast, where I get to talk about anything and everything I want to talk about when it comes to parenting. I have an amazing guest with me today. I have the one, the only, the oh-so-famous Mr. Ian Kershank with me. Ian, what's going on? How you doing, man? I'm doing really well, and I uh, I appreciate that uh, handle, but I don't know if that's entirely accurate. All right, maybe I'll use infamous. Should I go with that one? I'll go. Sure, sure, whichever. Hey, Ian, man, we got some cool topics uh, that we're going to jam out today, and I, I really appreciate, by the way, you taking the time to connect and and do this. You know, this has been kind of a pet project for my team and I for a couple of years, and it's finally come to the point where we're taking the time to, to record it. Like, you know, for everybody out there watching, listening right now, I am not an expert by any means. All right. I'm probably an expert at making mistakes. And, you know, if anything, that's where you can probably get a lot of the value from. Right. But, you know, before we get into our topics, Ian, I love kind of kicking off these podcasts with a little origin story and a little background story. So if you can tell us a little bit about yourself and just kind of your family structure, that'll be a great way for us to kind of kick things off. For sure. For sure. Be happy to. And I'll, I'll tell you, Jason, um, you know, as uh, your invitation came through to have this conversation, you you literally had me at at parenting did i oh, sweet. as soon as he said that i i was excited and it's really that kind of melting experience that uh, many of us have when we're talking about parenting when we're talking about our kids uh, one of the things that i've said often is that when we're at conferences what do we talk about most in fact we talk most about our family and exactly. our kids 100%. um you know there's some business as well that gets included but um, so many conversations about our, our family units and how proud we are of our children and all of those things. Very much so. so um, to give you a brief kind of uh, overview of, of my world, um, we have uh, two uh, beautiful young men growing up in our home. We have an eight-year-old named Declan and an 11-year-old named Kalen. And my wife and I, my wife Amber and I, um, have been raising them from the beginning. Um, we're, uh, you know, quite a uh, kind of stereotypical uh, family. We've got the golden retriever. Uh, recently, our cat passed away, sadly, uh, around Christmas time. But we have, uh, you know, all of those have little stereotypical um, kind of lovely family uh, attributes. And. Mm-hmm. We've been extremely fortunate. My wife and I have very similar parenting styles, very similar goals uh, for how we want to parent. Um, so we've been fortunate in being able to be extremely collaborative. Um, you know, my my other side of my life, um, I run a company with a great team uh, called Leadbox, um, and we provide websites and digital advertising services and a variety of technologies for automotive dealers to sell more cars, frankly. Um, so, uh, you know, for us on the, on the parenting side of things, um, you know, we've all gone through these incredible experiences through COVID. We'll probably talk a little bit yes. about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, just generally excited to, to have the conversation about raising kids. Just like Jason said, I'm no expert either. Uh, I love, I love doing it. I love uh, providing little nuggets of wisdom that have been passed on to me, to new parents that are coming down the road. Um, but it's all really a function of, um, you know, we, we try as best we can. That's and it. some, 
sometimes it works. It's this fantastic <laughs> social experiment called parenting. It is a social experiment called parenting. And, um, you know, like I said, we got a chance to talk a little bit before we got recording today. You know, um, I, I'd be the first one, you know, to admit that, you know, I, I, I didn't know what to do as a parent. I, I got to be honest with you. And I, I think there's a lot of people out there. Look, there's not an instruction manual. And I would prefer an instruction manual if someone gave one to me. But, yes. you know, it was years ago or a few years back when my wife kind of made the comment that, you know, if, if your kids were a business, you would probably allocate more time to that. And it caught me. It hit me hard. And I just realized for myself that that's 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 actually true. I just because that's the way I kind of look and process things. So that's why I love putting this podcast. Where I'm excited that you're here. So we're gonna have some. So we're gonna have some fun conversation. Our first topic of the of today is positive learning environment. I would say how to kind of create one and kind of how to continue to nurture one, which I think is so cool because I think you know definitely in business and also in parenting, right? It's keeping. The day-to-day positive can be very difficult when there's usually like 15 fires going on all randomly. I don't know about you. We have a dog, you know, so I was just thinking about this morning, right? It was like the dog pooped right out next to the window or the sliding door. All right. We were running a little late. Um, One of the kids didn't want to wear a jacket. The other one was, and I'm like, and trying to stay positive and identify the learning opportunities. And I'm gonna tell you, it was not easy this morning. But, yeah. but but that's the goal. The goal is ultimately to try to maintain this positive learning environment. And I'd love to kind of get your thoughts on, you know, A, how do we create one? And then B, how do we maintain it? Yeah, uh, I, I love that um, that topic in, in, in kind of general terms. And, and really, you know, one of the things when, Thinking about our, our upcoming conversation, I made a few notes, and and for us in our family, the the really the the biggest thing, the number one thing is is respect, um, and it's really having that uh, mutual respect. And I I would say that um, the mutual is probably more important uh, than the respect word in that sense, because so often. And, you know, you can encounter the kind of stereotypes of parenting where, um, you know, children need to respect their elders, they need to respect their parents. Um, And, uh, you know, for us creating that, that environment, we focus a lot on it being a mutual respect. So, um, you know, as an example, we have a no uh, name calling rule uh within our within our family structure and in fact it started uh from my wife when she and i first started spending our lives together um you know there was a instance where i got frustrated and i i said something that i shouldn't have said and she put it to me really well um in saying you know something to the effect of um would you say that to your mom Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all hold our mothers in high regard, or what yep. most of us <laughs> do, you never know. Um, and, you know, have me reflecting on that. And so that that really translated into it. And I, I can now, uh, you know, look back and say that I've probably um, gone outside of that, or she and I have gone outside of that, because, you know, arguments happen and people get frustrated and that sort of thing. But quite Honestly, if I reflect um, clearly, there's probably only a handful of times, uh, like a one handful uh, of times where we've gone outside of that. So too with our kids um, and helping them to see the value, not only of being respectful to us and us in turn respectful to them, but also to to each other um, and building up this idea that they are each other's greatest teammate and 
that um, you know we we do our best to um, ensure some equity in who gets uh, in trouble or or that they're both get in trouble when there's situations where that makes sense. Uh, you know, if something's gone wrong and we don't know the details, we don't often seek to find the details um, as to who did what or who said what. It's just like okay, here's what happened. Uh, the video games are off, go figure out something else to do. Or I'm taking that ball and y'all are gonna go figure out something else to do. Um, but is that, is that sure normally that... our gut reaction though? Is our normal, normally gut reaction, right? Is to, you know, just, just, just take away whatever it is, you know? And, and, and I love the fact that you bring up this respect. I like to go down this rabbit hole a little bit more because I'm sure. like, but I'm with you on this, right? If I'm gonna create kind of this positive environment so that someone can learn um, you know, from their actions, this, 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 this topic of mutual respect, I'm winning because, you know, I, I sometimes like, they're my kids. I'm like, they should just respect me. Right. I said something, they should just do it, you know? And, and now and if I translate that into the business world, all right, there are probably a fair amount of managers out there that probably think the same thing, right? I'm their boss. They should just do what I'm told. Right. But we know from a business perspective, that's not the best way to manage mm -hmm. a good team, right? You, you manage that team through respect and leadership. Uh, but for some reason, we get into the parenting mode and we probably forget yeah. a lot about this. Exactly right. So, so how do we kind of like, I love this mindset, but how do you kind of maintain that mindset through times where they're like, no, she kicked me, no, he kicked me, no. It's, <laughs> it's tough, man. Well, and look, there's, um, uh, we, we actually, um, do more in the way of, uh, uh, and punishing is maybe a strong word in these instances, but we do more to reprimand, mm -hmm. um, telling on your brother than we necessarily do on what your brother did. Ah, I like that. Uh, um, right. So that's a, it's maybe a, a factor in it. And again, like we said off the hop, we're, we're not experts, but, um, you know, when someone comes up and, uh, tells me someone comes up from the basement or down from the room or whatever the case and says, Oh, uh, you know, Kalen or Declan, vice versa, did X. Uh, I, well, why are you telling me? Um, you know, <laughs> I don't want you telling me you're, you're, you're effectively telling on your teammate, go, go work it out. Um, and so a lot of times we enable them. And, and again, I think that comes into that that positive environment, enabling them to solve for their own problems. And I, you know, funny to, to translate into that into the business world. Um, you know, I've always had an approach where, you know, when I was managing sales teams and the, the sales leaders or as the sales leader speaking with my, my sales team, um, if two sales reps had an issue, it was quite simple. Figure it out. If you can't, I'll figure it out. Yes. Uh, you know, if you yeah. can't come to a decision, if you can't come to a, a, a way to go forward, uh, I'll make the decision and, and probably neither of you will like it. Uh, <laughs> so no, but you're absolutely uh, right. You know, I mean, I, I had a situation where I had two sales guys. I mean, get to the point where they're almost fist fighting with each other over a split deal. Right. Yeah. And it's, but I, it's funny you brought that because I, I had to do the exact same thing. I just had to go out there and say, look, you guys either figure this out on your own or I'm going to come figure it out for you. And trust me, you're not going to necessarily like it when I figure it out. Right. Yeah. Cause I'm just going to take yeah. the, I may just take the bloody commission myself. Right. You yeah. know, yeah. I think they end up wrote like shimboing for it. Like, like you know, one of those rock, paper, scissors. Hey, method, for it, but that is totally fine. You it know, not, seemed, not to it seemed kiddish, but I mean, I can see my kids doing the same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've all got that, uh, that part in us. Right. And it, you know, I, 
I want to take it uh, a little bit further down this uh, respectful communication mm-hmm. um, and, you know, creating a positive environment, um, I believe stems a lot from uh, behaving in a, in a positive way, behaving in a respectful way. And, and, you know, all those aspects about not using these, these negative terms, um, you know, is, uh, has always been an important piece for us. It's like, you know, the, the S word, isn't allowed in our house. Mm-hmm. Uh, the S word is stupid, uh, right? So you're, you know, they're not allowed to say stupid. Um, they're not allowed to say hate. I hate you, um, or whatever it is. And you know, we had an interesting uh, or kind of a funny thing. We had a babysitter over, um, and um, the babysitter said a bad word. Uh-oh. Um, and Kaylin said, Oh my gosh, you said, you said the S word. She didn't realize she was saying a bad word. She said the word stupid and she's probably talking about a game or about <laughs> something that happened or whatever it was. <gasps> oh, you said a bad word. Um, and he goes through the, the bad words. Um, and it was basically like stupid and hate and idiot and <laughs> fuck. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh okay. 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 Good right to know. <laughs> you know, that. So, you know, glad they're, they're categorically in the same environment as, uh, you know, the, the, um, senior, um, the senior swear of them all kind of thing in the, in English diction, but, um, you know, pretty, um, pretty cool that, um, these, these kids, and he was probably six at the time, uh, but had it instilled that, uh, these words that are disrespectful, yes. uh, not necessarily, uh, swears, not necessarily, uh, you know, bad words per se for, for typical social environments, uh, but just words that don't convey the respect and appreciation and care and kindness for one another. Well, yeah, uh, but you're 100% right. right. If we can't maintain uh, respect, we're never going to get to a place where we can, you know, have positive learning environment, right? Which, you know, and I, I love the fact that you kind of, you know, w- this is a great segue actually into, I think, to our next, our next kind of subject, right? You know, positivity mm-hmm you know, a, a positive learning environment, you know, um, we can only really kind of achieve that if we have kind of a safe place to kind of express those emotions, you know? So it's almost like I need to be able to have a safe place so I can express my emotions. Now, once I've been able to express my emotions, then I can kind of move into this positive learning environment. But to your point, Ian, none of this can happen if there's not this mutual level of respect that's going on both at the parent level and at the kid level. And I think there's a lot of parents that struggle yeah. with that. We're like, they're my kids. They should respect me. It's like, well, it's not, we're not, we're not trying to put, you know, like, parent to kid respect it's like no you mutually respect each other just as people all right it's just you know and and with being people either small people or large people we all have to express emotion um Mm. you know like and 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 i just and so that's where i want to go with our our subject is like right now is like safe place you know creating that safe place to express those emotions i think will lead us closer to having a positive learning environment but i'd love to kind of get your thoughts on how how do we create that safe place and how do we maintain it? Yeah, I uh, love it. And, you know, I'm a, a big proponent of, um, you know, uh, emotional uh, or emotion quotient and, mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of aspect, the, the EQ um, of things. Uh, IQ, not so much. EQ, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I spent a lot of time with that. Um, and, uh, you know, it's... It's really quite interesting. Like I'm a call a spade a spade. I'm a softy. We we joke in the in the Crookshank family that our our kidneys are too close to our uh, to our eyes, uh, right? So it's uh, you know whatever kind of emotional situation. I was actually in the in the um, 
hockey rink or lacrosse is it's an indoor box lacrosse that uh, our boys play this time of year mm-hmm. and the boys were working really hard through this tournament and they their season has gone really really well uh, lots of successes um not, not lots of defeat not lots of losses and this group of 11 and 12 year old um boys were uh shattered by the loss in the bronze medal round so they had a a rough game the previous day uh, but they were coming back and they were feeling strong about their potential to win the bronze medal and it was a very tight game um and uh you know we ended up losing by one point um and they were just beside themselves and uh, you know there was a lot of talk in the locker room that was really well expressed by our coaching staff we've got a great plugged in team Mm -hmm. and uh, you know part of the conversation of the the core of the conversation was really around um you know you should feel proud of the effort that you put in yes you should feel proud of working so hard you should feel proud of all of these things and um when our head coach um and our head coach kind of uh, it looks to me to help on the culture side and and those sorts of things. It's a, something that I I love in the workplace as well as at home. Um, and he asked me if I had anything to add. And and what I added was that everyone in the room feeling what they were feeling, the tears that were coming down their faces, that all of these things were good mm-hmm. emotions. All of these things. Like feel all the feels, feel all the feelings, feel the frustration, feel the disappointment, feel the anger, feel the sadness, feel, you know, feel all of those pieces. These are all emotions that are appropriate right now. And, you know, sit in those emotions and don't be upset by those emotions. Um, And, you know, we'll, we'll get to the place um, later uh, where we can, you know, think about the work that we put in, think about the the pride of those feelings. But it's, you know, I think that kind of encapsulates um, our parenting style in, in our family is when kids are upset, it's okay to be upset. When kids cry, it's okay to cry. Mm-hmm. When I cry, it's okay to cry. Uh, you know, all of those, all of those things. And, you know, just enabling that uh, experience, but also helping them to, develop the ability to name those emotions because Mm. i think as as young people we go through this process of of learning happy sad mad glad Um, you know these typical juxtaposed emotions that are uh you know monosyllabic and and really easy (laughs) to to work with and understand whereas um i'm frustrated how do I understand frustrated um, as being different from disappointed? How do I understand disappointed as being different from angry? Um, you know, those kinds of things and, and figuring out what the different pieces are and, and how to understand how they affect, how they feel, how they uh, impact your, your body, impact your conversation, impact how you're communicating, all of those different things. Because there's so much to exactly. emotion that but we I need think- to help them develop. 100%. And as parents, I got to be honest, we have to do the exact same thing. Yes. You know, look, I'll be the first one to admit, look, I, I, had, a, I had a great childhood. I, I, I did, you know, but um, I was told a lot as a kid to go with the flow. All right. 
um, it was the, the, when there was big emotions, it was just kind of like, let it go and go with the flow. So I learned to kind of, you know, you know, compartmentalize all of my, you know, compartmentalize all of my emotions into boxes so I can just kind of continue to kind of move with the flow. So, you know, when I got into the automotive industry, oh, this was great. Oh, this was amazing. There's no emotion at all. It's suck it up, buttercup, check it out the door and get the damn job done. You know, I was like, I took to this like a fish in water. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is amazing, you know, yeah. and, and, but, but I realized that that wasn't necessarily actually the best way to, you know, to, to run a dealership or even to be the, the manager of it. And I think, you know, you were talking earlier when our conversation, we mentioned the word COVID, right. And, you know, talk about emotions that even as adults, you know, all of a sudden we had to deal with it. We never had to deal with it in the past. I mean, there was, mm-hmm. there was, there was legitimate fear. There was fear of, can, am I going to be able to come back to work? Am I going to be able to get a paycheck? Am I going to be able to still do do my job? You know, yeah. and and you know, I, I I I'm the first one to admit I'm not emotionally intelligent. I'm not. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I'm, I truly am. But you know, to your point, like I need to almost spend the time myself to identify. My, I mean, how can I help my little ones, or even kind of how can I help people at my at my business if I'm not able to identify my own big emotions? Mm-hmm. All right, and know is this a fear? Is this disappointment? Is this legitimate anger? Or is it, you know, and what are the differences there? I don't know if I can necessarily create that safe place. So, I mean, I think right. anybody that's listening or watching that's running a business or have the parents, it's like, you always got to take the time to just kind of do that for yourself, don't you think? Absolutely. And it, you know, it, it has me thinking about um, a type of conversation that we have um, in instances that they present themselves. Mm-hmm. So, so not, uh, you know, all that regularly um but and and it's really a function of really being very fortunate um you know our kids go to great schools or our kids um you know are are early readers they're very capable they're you know thanks to my wife frankly i had all sorts of learning disabilities as a kid um unfortunately they've got her brains and um you know that's that's a real bonus but when things go wrong um we talk about the good to be found in bad things. Mm-hmm. So the, the learning that can come from a, a negative outcome, um, the learning that can come from, um, and actually just my, my boys' desks are over here in our, in our family uh, office space here, um, and there's a note on the wall uh, beside my boy's desk, which he wrote to his fifth grade teacher, who he adores his fifth grade teacher. He had the same teacher for grade four and grade five in the split class. Um, but uh, he has a propensity to be distracted to, you know, he's one that loves a, a fidget spinner because it can keep him on, on task. Right. Yep. Um, and, you know, the experience was some sort of negative experience. I can't even remember specifically what it was that prompted him writing this letter. But the good thing that came out of it was writing this note back to his teacher, reflecting on what had happened, um, developing the skills to be able to understand what and why and to be able to communicate it, to be able to take responsibility uh, for his actions in that situation um, and really to, to move forward in a positive way with a, you know, with a teacher who appreciated that um, you know that he took the time to internalize those things and and move forward, um, and you know it's it's that finding the the good and bad. There's just you know COVID is such a perfect example. Honestly, our family um, 
you know, for all the the typical things that were really tricky and difficult and, and uncomfortable, um, you know, uh, everything from, you know, having to wipe down your groceries to, um, you know, for a uh, three or four month period, uh, taking, uh, you know, no wage from the, from the organization, and, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff to keep things moving smoothly. Um, but I was, uh, as, as probably you were as well, Jason, um, you know, a very regular traveler. Um, and, you know, the, the black uh, card from Air Canada that says you're a super elite 100K plus traveler, like that was years, year after year, probably four or five, six years of that kind of activity. Mm-hmm. Um, then I got to, you know, hang up my briefcase quite literally for close to two years, if not, uh, you know, even a little bit more. Um, you know, I've been at a couple of events locally and I'll be speaking at um, the uh, used car week in Toronto uh, at the end of this month. I'll and that's literally that. going to be my first time on stage in front of um, the, the dealer body in front of, uh, you know, our industry uh, since COVID happened. Uh, right. And, that time has been one where I get to kiss my kids goodnight every night. I get yes. to uh, see them when they come home from school and they come, you know, like you were saying before the start of the show, you know, if they come in and I'm on an important call, I'm giving them a big hug and I'm, I'm typically introducing them to whoever I'm having a chat with. Yep. Uh, right. We're all in the work from home or, or got more familiar anyway and more comfortable with these work from home environments. So we take advantage of that. And, and there's all these positives that have come from that, uh, experience so it's the the good in the bad uh, and finding that and, and it's you know silver lining approach or whatever it is but um, you know when we functionally actively dig into those really yucky situations we can always find something in the way of learning right? and that's and, our and that's, that's our first yeah, that's core the, value at leadbox is growth yeah right exactly yes it's, it's always yeah. kind of evolving you know, when I think yeah. about the couple topics that we covered so far, you know, a positive learning environment and a safe place to express your emotions, you know, um, look, it's, it's, there's, there's no, there's no end game here. You know, like, yeah. you know, it's like, I love, we, we love like calling it a race, you know, but it's not really a race because there's really no end point to it. Right. It's, yeah. um, you know, I almost kind of consider it a marathon, but even even then it's, there's no finish line, but you just have to find that pace that you're comfortable kind of continuing to evolve and run with and then just continue mm. to, to move forward with or look at like people's evol- evolution and change is not always comfortable for everybody. It wasn't comfortable for me, mm. you know, yeah. like for me to have to change to actually be able to identify my own big emotions and not react to other people's big emotions because I'm not an emotional person. So when my kids had yeah. emotions, it was like, what? No, go to your room. <laughs> like, that was my yeah. answer. You know, my yeah. answer was like, no, you're not having, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I, if the emotion you're having right now, I could barely deal with. So here's my answer. Go to your room. Right. Um, you know, but it, it took some time. Now, this is kind of a good segue kind of into our next topic, which yeah. is, which is taking care of yourself, you know, as I know he's a business owner, but also as a parent, you know, I mm-hmm. think definitely look, both of these jobs are incredibly difficult jobs to do. Right. And, you know, I find, you know, in parenting and also in my business life, you know, I don't do a great job of taking care of myself, you know, and I, to your point, you know, working now home from COVID, it's worse, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There, there is no time break, 
you know, there's there's no t- like I mean, I'm eating lunch. I'm eating lunch right here, right in front of this monitor, and I'm just continuing to work, right? Like, you know, there's uh, if if I'm clocking out at the end of the day at five five thirty, I'm literally walking right upstairs. So there's go from one business yeah. to the other business, to the next. and there's no space in there in between, you know, where you can decompress for a little bit and stuff like that. So I'd love to kind of get your thoughts, yeah, you know, on how we can kind of take care of ourselves, not only as a leader in you know with our kids, but also just kind of leader in business as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, a couple things um, to get into with this. And, um, you know, I think number one uh, for me is that I have uh, an incredible wife who uh, really has helped me to, to, um, to require or to, you know, has, has helped me find that, that balance. Like I'm, I'm straight up, uh, you know, in the category of workaholic, probably, you know, I, I describe it differently. I love what I do. Yes. Um, right. But it means that, um, you know, if it's eight o'clock at night, um, you know, our first thing in the morning, I'm just as happy, uh, working away or, you know, three o'clock in the morning, whatever, uh, depends on the, on the task that gets me engaged. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm also, a big believer in putting the, uh, you know, back to the airline industry, putting your mask on uh, before you put on the mask of the person sitting beside you. Um, you can't help people. You can't help your family. You can't deliver on your responsibilities. I don't feel without um, taking care of, of yourself. And, you know, I'm, I'm uh, someone who, uh, is very aware of uh, the, the stressors and the, you know, the things that can get in the way. I had uh, an experience um, where I was, it was my first uh, role with a, a smaller company. Um, my, my career started with Rogers uh, and then with Post Media or, or Ken West, formerly now Post Media. Um, and I moved into an organization that was a small uh, organization and it was, uh, you know, tricky kind of leadership situation uh, that was um, in, in my, my leader. I was there as the um, uh, chief revenue mm-hmm. and um, the stress levels, like I was walking the dog and having heart palpitations, <laughs> right? Yep. Like walking the dog through the forest, like we live near the woods. Okay. So <laughs> You know, you're in this serene environment, you're walking the dog, you know, the work days is over, everything should be fabulous. And I was dealing with heart palpitations. I'm like, this is not right. Um, and I'm someone who grew up as an athlete um, and spent a lot of time very active. Uh, you know, first part of my career was uh, was in the ski industry. Um, and, you know, so no stranger to physical, but I wasn't as tuned into the, to the mental, um, aspect. Um, so I, in my next, uh, role, I, I left that organization and, and, um, not too long after joined a company that you're familiar with Jason called speed shift media, mm-hmm. um, joined them. And, and I got back into working out. I got back into eating, right. I got back into, you know, not having as much coffee and staying up as late at night as I was. Um, but it took me about six to nine months to realize that I needed one more thing. And that was mindfulness and meditation. And, you know, I could go on this massive diatribe about meditation, uh, but frankly, you can YouTube and get all the information about meditation that you want. For me, it has worked extremely well today. uh, My routine and people 
you know, may gawk at, at, at the routine, but I literally spend, and I'm not taking it from anyone because I do it very early in the day, for sure, <laughs> but for I, sure. I literally spend about three hours on me and on planning my day um, every day. So I, I wake up in the morning and I meditate and then I journal and then I write out the plan for my day and then I do some cardio and I work out and then I shower, have my shake and, and I'm at my desk for, uh, for 8.30 or whatever it is. Um, but that that kind of focused start to the day that that uh, very intentional and now habitual practice yeah. has got me into a space where my glass is like my, my glass of what I can handle is completely full at the start of the day. Um, and it'll, you know, we, we deal with a lot in, yes, in uh, operating businesses. We deal with a lot in, in handling uh, the automotive business through uh, supply chain uh, issues and inventory shortages, right? We deal with a lot every single day. So the, the next piece in that gap that you're talking about between 5.30 and getting into the family uh, experience, yes. I've actually added mindfulness there too. And that started when I was in my last year at, at SpeedShift where I would meditate for 20 minutes before leaving the office. And now I, I similarly, I don't do it every day. Um, but but no, to your point, you have, to, you have to refill the tank. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I love it. You're like, you're like, you're, you're up around five, you're getting your three hours in, right. You know, before, you know, before and your tank is full. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I just think for a lot of people right now, because a lot of people are working from home that they, they don't have that, that decompression and recompress, you know, kind of time yeah. or refill point, you know, in the day where they can take the 20 minutes or 30 minutes on their way home. I used to do it with yeah. podcasts. Right. I used to like, you know, I drive home, I got my 30 minutes, I throw on a podcast or something like that. And it was just yeah. like, and I could just like, so that I can just decompress everything from the rest of the day, start with the new business that's coming up by the time I get home, you know, but yeah. I love the fact you bring up routine, right? Because yes. I, I, that is such a key, key point, you know, and not everyone's routine has to be the same. You know, I, I love your routine. My, my routine is somewhat similar. I'm a 5 a.m., you know, kind of a person as well. Um, you know, I, I have a walking desk, so I actually probably hacked it too much. You know, yeah. where I actually kind of walk and jog while I'm still working. <laughs> nice, nice. I've, I've, I've kind of left it at the stand-up. <laughs> nice. Stand-up, okay. Well, there yeah. Stand-up. But it's the routine. That's what you were saying. Yeah. Like, it all kind of comes down, you know, to, to, that, to that routine of taking care of yourself yes. and, and finding those moments where you can be mindful and kind of reset, you know. And, yeah. and, and that's important to cover, to kind of just cover everything we have because I know we're getting towards the tail end of our conversation. But, you know, if, if your tank ain't full – Trust me, there's no way you're going to be able yeah. to consistently maintain a safe place to express your emotions. 100%. And let, let me just add yeah. one little other nugget that has been so uh, appreciated by friends of mine that I've shared it with along the way. We, we tend to uh, stereotypically or socially place a real value on having dinner as a family each night. Mm -hmm. My wife and I have found such value in having dinner after the kids go to bed on certain nights. Oh, I love that. Right? Great, so yeah. every, yeah. every Friday night we have martinis and, and homemade pizza. Mm -hmm. uh, right. So that, that night is always after the kids, but then typically one or two other nights during the week, um, you know, typically weekends we're eating as a family and, and uh, you know, most days we're eating as a family, but those times where just she and I can connect, um, you know, and whether we're, um, you know, having a, a chat at the table or whether we're watching a show together or what, whatever it is, 
but we're spending time together without the, the these little stressors yes. <laughs> hanging out with us, which we, you know, we of course love the days that we have breakfast as a family and we have this, you know, nice little safe place that we can talk about anything in the cone of trust and all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> but, you know, to be able to, to exercise that time together to make sure that we then fill our, our love tanks, right. From, yes. With one another, uh, right. If, if we're not on the same page and we're not feeling those happy, happy feelings, pretty hard to, uh, you know, display that for our kids and, and treat our 100%. kids. Really well. well, it comes down to routine. I love the fact you brought that up because that's a wonderful hack. And maybe we're actually creating another podcast topic right now. We have the business of parenting and maybe we can just call it the business of marriage um <laughs> but well, I, I don't know that we'll ever get any anywhere close to getting that right but you know we, we all work at it and it's a project and we love that project exactly right? it's a project and we always have to maintain and balance those things hey ian uh, we covered some amazing topics today and i can't tell you how much i really appreciate you just being open and just authentic and just and just real real with me today this has been so much fun but for everybody out there that's watching and listening right now who would maybe like to connect with you even follow along with your journey what's the best way to do so yeah and uh, you know feel free to to reach out on the on the email side of things it's just ian at leadboxhq.com if you want to reach out to me directly um but frankly i've got to a space where on the social side of things i really just spend my time within linkedin i don't spend a whole lot of time in the facebook world or instagram i've just uh, haven't found myself to be a natural content creator uh so jason i appreciate you inviting me to be part of this content (laughs) No, man, this has been so much fun. I I can't tell you how much I appreciate your time again. This was a lot of fun. Ian, you have yourself an amazing day, and thank you. You too. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Business of Parenting podcast with your host, Jason Harris. Don't want to miss new content? Be sure to check out the full podcast library at strategywithjason.com to stay in the know. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.